0: I am playing with it. I was taking it serious since the first date. You,
1: you can sell one thing
0: for $1,000. You can sell a 1,000 things for $1. You and your team can do a whole lot. It just takes a whole lot of work. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Producer Grind Podcast. Karen Letter L with me as usual.
0: Yo, what's good, fam? What's, what's doing, bro? Hey, I'm what's excited, you? man. We got a legend in the building today. I'm ready to get to it, bro. Yeah, Let's do it. Hey, let's go, man. Listen, this man really needs no introduction at all. The credit list ends them all. He helped break the legendary Gucci man, but also has records with Migos, Drake, Pusha T, Yo Gotti, Rick Ross, Ty Dolla Sign, T.I., Plies, Lil Uzi, 21 Savage, Young Dog, Future, Waka Flocka, Young Scooter, Trouble, O.J. the Juice Man. He's been called the godfather of trap music. Some argue that he invented trap. He's even appeared on the big screen with the new movie dropping next month. Please welcome to the Producer Grind Podcast, super producer, Zaytoven. Hey, <laughs> you know, all should have I okay. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Right,
1: so, yeah, um, So yeah, Zay, you know you got the new album kind of on your DJ mm-hmm. Khaled shit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Tell me, like, like what you know what, what went behind you know you know getting that together and stuff like that.
2: Uh, what really just what what really made me do the album is you know I've been I've been in the game since my first big song was like 2004. Here it is 2018. And I see that you know the labels are they they start snatching up producers like okay let's do a producer album with mm. you know with the producers because producers mean just as much as the rappers mm-hmm. nowadays. So you know uh, a couple of labels came at me like hey we want to do the deal. I end up doing the deal with uh, with Capital Motown, mm. and it's about putting the you know putting the album out. I want to be really really the first producer that got one of these deals to go ahead and put my album out first. You know okay. what I mean? so. And that's what it was, man. It's me, You know, me just, it's. I felt like it's a rebirth for Zaytoven. It's like starting Zaytoven all over again in, in 2018.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, is this a new idea that you had or is this something you had thought about previously before?
2: Man, I really been putting out Zaytoven albums for years. If you really, you know, mm-hmm. they've been mixtapes, but it's still been albums. It's just, you know, I looked at the opportunity as in, okay, a label want to do a situation with me. I can make my own terms and then make my own album and get it, you know, and get it out there. So why not? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what took so long for you to sign with a
0: major just kind of getting it on your terms?
2: No, it's I never signed with a major cuz a, ne- a major never wanted to sign me. Mm. Oh, okay, you know what I mean? So it's been like that. It's like, you know, I've been walking a it's been a uphill a road for me, which has been good cuz that's what <clears> then <throat> made me last for so long. I kept doing it. the reason I had to um keep breaking new artists. You got to think my whole career is come from new artists. It comes mm-hmm. from Gucci and OJ and Gorilla Zo and Young LA and Young Ralph and, you know what I mean, uh, OJ, Migos, Dolph, all these. It's because the majors didn't really, I guess they didn't get my music. They didn't get my beats. They didn't think my beats was that hard. So I got to go find a youngster in the hood that's dope, get him all the beats because he think my beats is the best in the world mm-hmm. and let him blow up so I can continue to be, you know. See now, I was gonna ask you why didn't you feel, why did you feel like the major labels weren't gonna sign you? Now I was
1: gonna say no, you were getting no calls after Versace and others. no, no, no,
2: man, I did Usher. I had Usher the number one song in the country. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it still wasn't no it wasn't no different calls. It wasn't no calls like, man, man Zay, we need you know this is an R and B number one song in the country. Ain't nobody called me like, hey Zay, we need some you know we need some Zay track. Yeah, the reason I even got with <laughs> Usher is because at the time I had six out of the eight songs on the countdown in atlanta you know and that was the shot boys that was gucci man that was you know young ralph or, you know that was all the the local guys that was popping so that's what made my name that's why i continue to work with the new young artists because they don't the want you know keep the name going
1: i think i think there's a lot of young producers out here that think they're going to get a couple placements and they're going to get a call like that mm-hmm. what do you what's your words of advice to them
2: uh i i don't I never say, you know, look for that to happen. Yeah. Cause that's that's really not how it go. Yeah. Now some producers will they will have a certain polished sound where they might make a, a song right here and then next they got Rihanna new single or something like that. Mm. And that's cool too. But most of those producers are not the guys that last a very long time. Mm. Cause they just, you know, they shoot straight to the top, they get a big hit record, but the songs be bigger than who the producer is. The producer never really made a real name for theyself mm. like you know me i the reason i stuck around for so long is because i didn't really made a, a name brand. a real brand and name for myself i didn't got it out the mud for so many years yeah and i'm still doing it to this day yeah
0: Definitely. so you know those major label deals um is something we talk about a lot right and so um can you kind of walk us through what it looks like you know you get a budget you get access to the
2: artist what does that look like well for me it's really nothing different than what I've really been doing already, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I was in a position to really make the terms how I wanted to make them, and it's all about me. I got relationships, so, of course, they give you a budget to go make an album. They are gonna promote it a certain way and this and that, but for the most part, it's still on you. You still gotta go, you know, use whatever relationships you got uh you know work work your magic whatever artist you want to put on your album cuz it ain't like the late just cuz you signed to a major label oh now Jay-Z finna get on your album yeah. or Beyoncé finna get it don't work like that you know what i mean so that's why all the people you see on my album is really mostly guys i got real relationships where i can call them and say hey i need you to do a song for me mm. you know what i mean so i do have a question that you bring up Jay-Z right mm-hmm. so we saw you in a
0: picture uh, with Jay-Z mm-hmm. last year and uh, we you know, thought there was a record coming. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, can you talk about that a little bit? It actually was a record coming. You know it's so crazy, the, the record that was coming was the, the song on my album that's called More Riller, uh, The Future. That's the same beat that Jay-Z was wanting to put out. Mm. He was going to put it out. They had called me like, okay, we finna put this song out in the next couple of days. Mm. And I was excited, but at the same time, I was hurt like, dang, that's the song Future did and mm. I was just in love with that song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happened, it, it ended up, Jay-Z ended up not putting a song out, he ended up putting out like a greatest hits or some type of project. So it didn't come out and I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's cool. You know what I mean? I didn't expect it to really come out anyway, but if it would have came out, that would have been a big plus. Yeah. But since it didn't, I was like, well, cool, I'm going to still keep it. Because More Real is like my favorite song in the world. Yeah. Said, mm-hmm. I'm keeping this for my album. And there it is. I think that's you know how it was meant to be. That Instagram you posted the day the album dropped
0: um with the with the gentleman, uh I don't know, he was a preacher or something talking real smooth about the record. Oh, that's
2: a that was a comedian. Okay. Yeah, he, he, be,
0: he <laughs> I like the way he talked, boy.
2: Yeah, yeah, talked. That's, that's a comedian on uh and out. So and mm-hmm. I somebody sent it to me and I seen it, I said, Oh, I gotta post this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so if you were just starting out in 2018
2: as a young producer, what would your plan be? As on um, 2018, yeah, I always encourage up-and-coming <clears throat> producers to pair their self with an artist. An artist that you think that, that can make it in the game, or artist that you think that's hungry enough to do whatever it takes to, you know, to become a star, become a name in the game. And then, you know, while y'all two working, y'all can def- can develop a sound that can be Worth something to the music industry. Right now, I think most producers, they just chasing a the placement. They just, you know, they just trying to get a song. It don't matter who it's with or, you know, mm. they just trying to get a record. Me, I, I I built my name and my brand by working with artists like Gucci. We built a sound together. And that's what allowed me to last for so long. So, you know, I, you know, I encourage other producers to try to do the same. So, so, so- but I
1: was gonna say as a producer, you know, you looking for an artist. There's a lot of artists out here that you can believe in, mm-hmm. but they're not gonna put in the work. What's like the first sign that nah, that's not the guy that you know, a producer look. It's work
2: for. work ethic. You know what I mean? It gotta be. It's, this stuff is built on work ethic now because now we consume so much more music than we used to. It's like now you can have the best song in the world and that might last for, you know, a month. It's yeah. like, okay, what else you got? That was nope, right. what else you know what I mean? So you gotta continue to like the work ethic gotta be so crazy now like now i got to make 10 times as many beats as that i used to make cuz you know we got to make a thousand more songs cuz people want more they want more they want more. you know you can't keep their attention with just you know that one album or that one mixtape you did so <clears throat> so
3: what's your daily routine looking like as far as making music and then just your life outside of making music and what routine should producers what aspects should they take uh, take away from that?
2: Well, my daily routine is still the routine. I'm like a robot, man. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the same thing for 20 years, you know, when it comes to music. I get up in the morning and I, I make beats. I try to make at least 10 beats in a day. Nowadays, it's different because I got kids. So I take the kids to school first, come back home, make 10 beats. You know what I mean? That's my thing. Make 10 beats a day. Then whatever <laughs> else through the daytime, I can do. You know what I mean? I don't mind doing whatever else through the daytime. Uh, I might... You know, I might go to the gym, I might do whatever, but when it comes to the nighttime, now it's cold. Now let's go to the studio. Let's see who in, who working in the studio, Future in the studio. Let me go pull up on him. Migos working, I'm gonna pull up on them. And I just try to continue to do that, you know, day in and day out, till something come up where I can't do that, where I gotta be out of town, I gotta go do this and that. When I'm at home, Mm -hmm. I'm doing that every day.
3: So what type of skills should producers be focusing on to develop, um, to be able to crank out those 10 hits a day or 10 beats a day?
2: Because you have to have a set of skills that allow you to make that quantity. Uh, Well, I'm a musician. I play the keys, so um, I guess it might be a little easier for me, but it's a lot of guys out here that that don't play the keys, that know how to, you know what I mean, click it together and make Mm -hmm. it work fast. So, you know, and uh, I, I feel like me being a producer that that puts out so much music that you have to you have to work on quantity now. You know you can you can focus on you know trying to make a real quality beat. Be working on it for an hour, but then people still might not like it. Mm. It still might not be the one. So I always encourage producers just just do beats. Like if I do ten beats in a day, I know one or two of these beats is something special. You know what I mean? So uh, and that's just the way I you know I believe in. You know, and working.
1: Mm. In your in your, you know, long career, have you ever ever worried about falling off or mm. losing status?
2: Man, I I I worried about falling <clears throat> off ever since So Icy came out. Mm. I felt like, you know, I'm when I'm a, a like a stable type of person. I was cutting hair, cutting hair in the barbershop. So while So Icy was the hottest song out, I'm still cutting hair in the barbershop because mm-hmm. I feel like Okay, I got lucky. I made a song that's on the radio and it's doing good. Okay, that's a good memory to talk about down the road, but I know this ain't gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. Make the trap say A came out. It's like, oh <clears> A, you know, you on fire. You got this. I, you know, you got the you got the streets on fire, you got the song, your song is popping on the radio. I still felt like, okay, that was luck, boy. Ain't, that ain't finna happen again. That ain't finna keep happening. So let me stay in the barbershop. Keep doing my thing, you know what I mean. And the the music is a side hustle. Even though I'm making way more music, I mean, making more money off of music than I'm making cutting hair. I still felt like I need to go to the, I need to get up and go to work. Mm. And I felt like that maybe because I watched my mom and, and my daddy get up and go to work every day. You know what I mean? So you get uh, you get used to like I need to get up and go to work. Okay, that was cool. I made some money or made a song, but that ain't you know that ain't gonna how that ain't how I'm gonna make my living for the rest of my life. I need to get up and go to work. I had Usher, the number one song in the country. My first check from Usher was like $101,000. Damn. My parents ain't even seen that much money together. You know what I mean? You know I never seen that much money at one time before. Yeah. But I'm still at the barbershop. I'm still at the barbershop because I still feel like, man, that's... That's a blessing. That's crazy I got that. But I know it's over with after this. I know I'm going to fall off after this. Damn. You know what I mean? I felt that like- That oh, was really man. your mindset. That was my mindset. And you know what I mean? My <clears throat> mindset was like, man, I'm still going to keep cutting hair because what if this don't work out? You know what I mean? Yeah. This, you know, this ain't what I- I can't really just base my life on this right here. I felt like if I can get up and go to work every day, I still got me a job to go to and this is how I make, you know, make my money. So it took- Till Versace came out, 2013. When when Versace came out, it was like icy all over again. It felt like my first big song. It just felt like, dang, was that you done changed change music. You know, it just feel like that. <clears throat> but now I'm at the barbershop. I got I'm forced out of the barbershop now. Cause now I can't go to the barbershop because people that come to the barbershop only coming to take pictures and drop off a mixtape or yeah. trying to do some music. This is so after
1: I, after Versace.
2: No, this is Versace, Where, like 2013, I kind of got pushed out of the barbershop and I was scared to leave the barbershop. Even after I had the number one song in country, I had all these other records. I made way more money than I ever thought about making. I was still scared to leave the barbershop because I felt like I didn't want to leave something that I I do every day.
0: Bruh, it's obvious that you're a hard worker. You got a great work ethic. You don't want to become complacent. Mm -hmm. Have you taken the time to enjoy your success?
2: Well, I'm enjoying it every day. When I when I you know, when I go home, I uh I see the house I got, I see the cars I drive, I see the kids, the family I got. Like this is stuff I I didn't even dream about this stuff. This wasn't nothing like when I was younger, I dreamed of this or none of that. So I'm enjoying it every day. Now I get paid to Go do a DJ set. Like this stuff is fun. Like music is fun. It's like I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy making beats. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm enjoying every minute of it. So I think that's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't have to take a break to go, you know, relax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's
3: say that same Usher situation happened to a producer now in 2018, where they get a hundred thousand dollar check. What should they be what should their mindset be when they get this money? Because now times we often see People go buy flashy things, but were you more focused on making a nice investment or saving,
2: or what was your mindset when you got that check? I definitely wasn't really thinking about saving. I always, when I always got some money, I remember my first so icy check. It was like twenty five thousand dollars. I took twenty two thousand and bought a whole new studio. You know about the new big board, new drum machine, new keyboard. You know I'm reinvesting in myself. And all the other money I took, I went and bought a necklace. I bought a bean coat. Bought some Gucci shoes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because the reason why I did that is because I'm working with Gucci, man. Mm -hmm. Gucci going to spend his last dollar to look good. You know what I mean? But it makes sense. Like, we invest in ourselves. People going to believe what they see. I remember after I bought all this stuff, I went to the studio and some guys wanted to buy some beats. I think it might have been David Banner, some other other producers there, like bigger than me. I come in with my mink coat, my necklace on and stuff. They were like, who bro, right there? Oh, we want to buy some beats from him. I ain't even, you know, I ain't even all that big yet, but just the, the just perception, the image. Yeah, just image. the image. I think that's another reason why it didn't <clears throat> lasted so long. So how do you balance that image though? Because
3: nowadays you see people buying things they really can't afford to keep up that image. So how do you balance that? And where do you find your balance?
2: Uh, well, I, I never, you know, like, I'm a stable guy, you know what I mean? Like I said, I get up and go to the barber shop every day. Mm-hmm. I get up and make beats every day. So, I you know, I got my head in the right place. I'm never going to spend everything I got to try to look good. But I'm going to spend what I feel is necessary to keep me, to keep people looking at me, to keep people watching. Mm. You know, that's one of the reasons I buy jewelry and, and, <clears throat> and cars and stuff like that, because People want to give money to people that look like they got some money. Mm-hmm. I can be the best producer in the world, got the hardest beats in the world. But if you look at me and my shoes curled up and my shirt wrinkled like I've been <laughs> wrestling, you ain't gonna want to spend no money with me because you gonna look A-line. like mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like you ain't gonna want to spend no money with me. You are gonna feel like oh, he needs some help. You know he he can't be hard. But look at him, he may, he can't, you know what I mean? So at you're least. saying
0: you put the drip in the budget? You got to. Yeah. And that's, Well, that's one thing we talk about with guys, like people buying stuff they can't afford, like make your plan and decide what you're going to do. And if you're planning for it, like plan. a plan and do it. Yeah. So, all right, man. So we want to ask you, man, listen, man, we've been seeing this billboard all over town. Mm-hmm. I've seen the trailer 20 times. I know we've been talking about it in here. Superfly, man, it looks amazing, bro. And so we kind of wanted to ask you about if you had any role in the movie with it being so
2: heavy atlanta um, and kind of what that role is. I definitely had my five seconds of fame in there. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> Tell see us the about movie. the scene, bro. Go go see the movie. It's uh now I'm I'm playing as a painter, and so we're in this art gallery. So when you see uh big boy, when you when you start seeing big boy in the movie. Uh, start looking for Zaytoven. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I have a little, uh, a small conversation with the, uh, lead girl in, in the movie. So, uh, you know, check so, me out, check me out. So what about the soundtrack, man? Now the soundtrack, you know, I did a lot of, like, if you listen to the, uh, the music that's in the movie, I did a lot of the, you know, bad music for oh, the- the scoring? Yeah, yeah. For the movie, I did, you know, some songs, like, it's a couple of songs that I did that's playing, you know, throughout the movie too, so-
0: um, we, you know, That's a conversation we actually had in the office earlier this week Just talking about scoring movies Can mm-hmm. you tell us a, just a little bit about what that process looks like From a
2: technical and logistical standpoint uh, Scoring movies For me only came from Me scoring my own movie I put out a movie called Birds of a Feather uh, What was that? 2015? 16? Something like that mm. uh, And the reason I did that It's funny when you were talking about falling off The reason I made, even made a movie Because I felt like I was falling off you know, what I mean, I felt like I'm not getting the attention that I used to get. You know how when new producers come in, they the hottest thing smoking. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, Zaytoven, we didn't, you know, we didn't heard, we didn't talk about him for the last five years. Let's not talk about him. Let's talk about the new producer that it's just like came. Fashion, in. Right? Yeah, it's like fashion. So I'm like, well, what can I do to kind of bring some attention back to zayto So mm-hmm. I shot a movie. Mm-hmm. I never thought about scoring movies until I shot my own movie because now who going to put the music to it? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to put the music to it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, me me taking on like a lead acting role, which was, you know, I just did it just to to get some attention. Uh, me and y'all scoring, produced that in-house, right? Yeah, in-house. Everything was in-house. Yeah. Uh, did the music and everything just to, you know, this is a way for me to kind of practice and learn how to do this stuff. So if something big like Superfly came... I got experience already. So the process for me wasn't nothing different, but watching the watching the movie and then playing something behind it or adding a beat or, you know, and it's, it ain't no rules to it. You can do it however you want to do it. So that's dope. What's nah. up with Birds 2? Birds of Feather 2 is, da- is done. It's in the can. We just trying to see exactly when we're going to drop it. Uh, I wanted to wait till after Superfly came out. Yeah. So I can be like, yeah, y'all seen me in the movie theater, man. So now I got my own movie coming out. Yeah. That's so smart. give it about another month, month and a half and Birds of Feather 2 definitely be out. Dope. I'm looking forward to that, bro. It's dope too. Yeah. Super dope.
3: So we have a lot of producers that are always focused on uh, going to get placement with artists. But it seems like getting a sound, getting scores in film, that's like an untapped, uh, an area where producers aren't really focused on. So do you think that's a good route Let's say if you may not be the type of person that want to go networking, want to go be in the mix all the time. Do you think that's a good path for uh, producers to take?
2: Well, the only way you're going to get really in the mix with that is you got to be attached to a certain uh, publishing company or or things (laughs) of that nature. So... I wouldn't really just su- suggest a new producer like, okay, you're trying to go straight to scoring film. Or maybe
3: someone that's a little more established. Maybe someone that's been producing for 10 years, but I've never really like, mm. you know, had the, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's all about how their producer feels and what, what his goal yeah. is and what his aim is. So, <clears throat> you
0: know, I feel. And now it's time for Overrated. <laughs> Underrated on the Producer Grind podcast with Zaytoven. Yep. We're gonna play overrated, underrated. We present five topics to you. Okay. um You simply state we think it's overrated or underrated. If we feel it mer- merits further discussion, uh, we'll just ask you about that. So, okay. overrated, underrated on the Producer Grind podcast with Zaytoven. Uh, overrated, underrated. Being able to play keys. Uh, underrated. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought that was interesting because one of the reasons we asked the question, my first contact with producer Brian before I started working for them was at um, one of the beat camps. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked you that, you know, about playing the keys. And one of the things you said was, yo, man, like it, it, it's dope if you can, but if you in this beat thing now and you don't
2: know how to play the keys, it's too late to go figure it out or maybe it's not enough time to go figure it out. Well, I was just saying now, nowadays, you know, these programs, they they do all the playing for you. Like you can just <clears> click a button and it will play. You know, it'll play a chord for you. You know, it's like now you can... I was just watching somebody do that. Like, you can say, I like... Uh, like, say I want to be in C minor. It's going gonna, it's gonna to highlight all the keys that's in C minor so you can't push a wrong note. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy, man. Your little
0: scales and chords. See, I, thing know, no
2: see I, I, I just seen that. I'm yeah. like, well, dang, that's crazy. So you really don't even have to know nothing. Right. You know what I mean? But I feel like nowadays, me playing the keys has definitely given me an edge over a lot of producers. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I have lasted so long. And that's the way I can re- recreate myself is because I can, you know, I can play melodies at any given time.
3: You feel like there's a bit of humanity, like a little human aspect that's lost in that's it? That's exactly
2: what yeah. it is. Like, you know, when I try to make music, I try to have like that... Convey that emotion. Emotions. Yeah. Like that yeah. somebody with human hands played that, yeah. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So Overrated, underrated? Papa Doe. Papa Doe? That's overrated to me. Really? Yes, and what, y'all must love Papa I, I ain't never have Papa Dos, cool. we, but I know man. people down here that always love we, Papa We have Do. a homie
0: producer that loves
2: Papa Do. I got a cousin that, lo- he thinks it's just the best thing in the world. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what? like, what's so special about this? <laughs> overrated, <laughs> underrated.
0: With Zaytoven on the Producer Grind podcast, overrated, underrated, buying fake jewelry when you can't afford real jewelry.
2: That's definitely overrated. Like, buying fake jewelry... That has become like, I don't know why people do that, but. But a part of it is to keep the image up, correct? Yeah, but you're not really keeping the image up. Like, I'd rather I'd rather you just be clean, you know what I mean? Have some clean nice Clean t-shirt, clothes. iron shirt. Yeah, I, rather than having fake jewelry. Because now it's like, okay, now, bro, you, you perpetrating. You looking lame now. Well, mm. my whole thing is too, man, if you're going to do fake, do
0: one. Maybe two. I seen a nigga with 10 fake. Okay. Like 10, they going to do it. <laughs> They're going to pile it on. Oh yeah, <laughs> buy one get one free. Yeah. yeah, overrated, underrated. You know, Charlemagne says the people who can get away with buying the fake stuff are Famous. the people that really, have the, really have the money. They really had the money. Because yeah. then you
2: don't know. It's like okay, damn. <laughs> I seen that one. I ain't gonna lie. I seen a couple of rappers like big rappers. I'm looking at their necks like that ain't real. Damn. That ain't real. Is it? But I know he got the money. Yeah. So you know that's crazy. Um, <laughs> overrated, underrated.
0: On the producer grind podcast with Zaytoven. Overrated, underrated. Focusing on quantity more than quality.
2: On quantity over quality? Mm-hmm. That's underrated. Mm. Say more. Uh, I just feel like just the, the space that we are in right now, it's about quantity. Quantity more so Like if you listen To the songs And records That's coming out I listen to what My son listen to Like he'll play music All day long what is he, What's your son like? How's I mean, your son it's so, He's 12 Okay He's like my a and right now <laughs> <laughs> So he lets me know Like dad you need To work with him Or have you worked With him yet You heard of him Like who well, Lil Pinch.
3: I saw you in the studio With Lil yeah, Pitch Lil right Pitch, yeah.
2: I was in. But he the one Got me working With Lil Uzi And Lil Pump I did that To impress him Cause I didn't know them mm. Oh word. He played it for me Like dad you need To work with him like, I never heard of him before. But, okay, if that's what, you know what I mean? I, if that's going to give me some cool points with you, yeah, I need to work with a little <laughs> You uh, said your son's 12? Yeah, 12. Does he want to be a music producer, or does he want to be in that field he at all? all? Yeah, he all, you know, he all in the music. Yeah. So, uh, and I feel like that because nowadays you have to have, you know, a lot of music rather than, you know, you can have – Five quality songs, which it might last you for a little while, but then you might have a hundred songs that ain't really that quality, but people just still gonna you know, they wanna to ride to all that stuff. So, you know, I think quantity, you know, nowadays is definitely means a lot.
0: Have you heard the new guys out this year? Black Boy, Lil Baby, um, NBA Young Boy, mm-hmm. have you heard them guys? What you think?
2: Uh, I I think TGL. they're awkward. I, I think all of them is talented. I think all of them good. They bring a different, you know, new flavor to the game. You know what I mean?
0: um are you looking to work with them in the future or has anybody reached out i've already
2: started working with you know half of the ones you just about everybody you said
0: okay right. mm-hmm. no because i'm looking forward to hear the black boys they record. i'm looking forward to hearing the little babies they told me it's, 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 like, yeah. it's definitely coming
2: i did something for, i did some key Glock already i don't even remember the song there's so many records now it's like yeah. once i started passing out beats they started putting them out i don't man i, yeah. I only I only remember when it becomes like, okay, this because is one of the hottest songs out Like right a big song, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Overrated, underrated on the Producer Grind podcast with And Finally, overrated,
2: underrated beat battles. Beat battles is overrated. <laughs> really? Definitely overrated. Why do you say that? Because to me, I feel like without words on the beat, it's, it's hard to tell which beat, is really better than the other one to me, mm, and the reason cause it's not I, a finished product. It's not a finished product. I didn't so many beats that I know this beat is way harder than this one. But this song is the biggest song that's out. Mm. You know what I mean? But in a beat body, you would think that beat is better. But you know that don't mean it's a hit. Like this is a hit. This is a hit record right here, and that ain't even hardly got nothing to it. <laughs> so.
0: Bro, we talk to producers all day, every day. That's a fresh perspective that everyone thought of, man. It's an unfinished products. So you can't really you tell. You can't really
2: tell. Like, yeah. you know, you can't really tell.
0: Hell yeah. That's overrated, underrated on the Producer Grind podcast with Zay Toven. Now, yep. Zay, we see, um, we've heard that you've been working with Lecrae, you mm-hmm. know, dropping an album.
3: Yep. Go ahead and elaborate on that.
2: Uh, the album comes out uh, the 22nd. So that's next Friday, yeah. June 22nd. Uh, the album is called Let the Trap Say Amen. And this is big for me because of, of my beliefs and, you know, what I'm into and what I believe in. So for me to get into, you know, this is gospel really, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I never, I, I was trying to figure out my way in. It's like, I'm a church musician. That's what I'm going to do. I'm a church boy. That's, you know, that's my whole lifestyle. So I was trying to figure out my <laughs> way into the gospel and it, you know. With your own lane. Yeah, with my own lane, you know what I mean? And I couldn't work with Kirk Franklin or nobody like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we had a, well, I would have, but you know, that'd we had talked about though. it
0: because you know, not a ton of like. Some people know who Lecrae is, and, and some people don't. don't. And so we was trying to see if you can kind of describe his music because we had a conversation in pre-production. It's like, okay, is this gonna be a gospel record? But
2: Lecrae is more inspirational. More inspirational. Yeah. So can you talk about that? Well, you know, it's it's the <clears throat> Lecrae is he's a guy with a with a message, you know what I mean? He's trying to uplift the the, the younger generation but still get them what they want to hear at the same time. Give them the still the same feel. So when you listening to positive words when you listen to something that can, you know, like some real meat, some food for your soul, you still don't want it to sound like, you know, they don't you don't want to sound like you going you to at, church. You going to church cuz then you ain't going to receive it a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's definitely he definitely has a uh an audience and a, and it's a need. He's feeling a, a, definitely a void for for people that want to hear that and need to hear that. So mm. I think you know teaming up with me is perfect. Cause you know I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the hood. I'm gonna give you the people that really need to hear that stuff. Yeah, the people that's fans as they told me. You know, it's almost like crack baby music, what yeah. I make. Mm-hmm. I real make real trap music. So you're going to like them. It don't matter what somebody's saying on the track. You're just going gonna to love it. The energy behind it. The energy it. behind yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So now imagine if you just listening to it, you know what I mean, not even knowing like, damn, I'm getting I'm getting fed something that I need yeah. to hear. You know what I mean? And so you, how do you balance that?
3: Because uh, that's oftentimes I see where, like, I always look for the balancing point in that. And Lecrae is one of those people that has been able to do that pretty well. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance even being in this industry and still being a man of faith and still walking, you know, the way and staying with things you believe in?
2: Uh, I think it's always about lifestyle. You know what I mean? You always got to give somebody something to look at. People say, um, people say everything, you know, people say they're the realest in the world. People say this and that. But when they look at you, are they gonna get that same thing? Mm. So if you look at Zayto and if you look at my lifestyle, you look at me from the beginning, from how I talk, the way I treat people, my actions. You know what I mean? You're gonna see that I'm the type of person that you know that I that I preach about. Like I'm the guy that I don't even use profanity. You know what I mean? I don't. Of course, I don't do drugs. I don't. You know, I don't get intoxicated or none of that. I'm one of those guys that if I but you know I feel like. The reason I'm in the position that I, I'm in is because of you know God put me in this position. Now I'm a church boy. I've been growing up in church every you know since a youngster. Mm-hmm. How did I become the godfather trappers trapping, Right? <laughs> like I don't right. even know that. It's like I don't get that. Like well, how I get over here? And Where more I, importantly, it didn't change you. But it didn't change. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like God put you know certain things on me that didn't you know that I wouldn't sway and do something else. Mm. What what gave me confidence in being? What helped give me confidence in being who I am? Is guys like Gucci man. Now Gucci is the the biggest slime ball that you gonna meet, you know, especially back in the day that you're gonna meet in this industry. He's the real, the robber and the guy that he's rapping about, that's him for real. But this is my right, this is me and him is like this. This is my right hand man. You know, the first thing you do when you go to the studio and he introduced me to people we ain't never met before, it could be number killers and gangsters in the room. Gucci, oh, this is my producer right here. Zay told me, he don't drink, he don't smoke, he don't cuss, he don't... It's like, dang, Gucci ain't got to say all that. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but it's like, like he, almost like, he like he's proud him. of you, he loves he's, it. He's bragging. He's bragging. Yeah. Even He's saying, like, even though I'm not this type of person, and you know what type of person I am, yeah. but the guy I got, me, got, got with me is this type of person. Mm-hmm. And I want to brag on that. I want to let you know that I'm proud of the, the dude I'm hanging with. So that gave me confidence to, you know what I mean, to steal. Like, I ain't got to I ain't got to do nothing different. People going to love me for who I am. And they gonna, you know, and to a lot of people, they going to look at me, and they probably won't say nothing, but they going to be like, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna try to be a little bit more like, you know what I mean, bro. You know what I mean? Now, when you and
3: Gucci link up and you guys look back, like, what are those conversations like when you look back and see, especially how involved Gucci has been and the change that he's undergone? I and, mean, do,
0: and do you
2: think you've influenced that? Of course. If you course. read, it, if you read his book, if you listen to what Gucci say, you know what I mean. And that goes without saying. And I don't need him to, you know, say, "Man, I looked at Zayto and that's my bro." And I kind of wonder. no, uh, uh-uh. uh no. But, you but know, do you guys like look back and just smile, laugh at the old times, or like I just wonder how that is? Man, it's it. it we don't really even go and conversate that much about it, you know. Yeah. Any but anytime we do talk about something back in the day, it's, it's you know it's a good laugh. A good laugh. I, mm. But I watch Gucci and I and I see. I you, see like this. Are you looks, looking at the book. Let's talk I'm about the book. talk I'm just saying that when you look at a guy like that, you're looking at a guy, like you said, that did a whole 360. Yeah. This was the worst of the worst. This is a guy, probably one of the only rappers that's in the game right now that's known that has a murder case. You Ooh. know what I mean? <laughs> that's yeah, right. for real. You know what I mean? Not for real. real. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now he's getting married on national television. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He's eating good. Eating good. He's working, working out. out. Of they looking like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he a bodybuilder now. So you know, I feel like some of those, you know, some of the some of the reasons I'm placed in his life is because of, you know, it's for some of those things. And
0: I'll say this too, I really believe in circle of influence, right? So I'm thinking about, man, look what Gucci's done. Zaytoven might have had an impact on that. We was in Dallas a couple weeks ago and we was on the Instagram. We seen, oh. Gucci got a little baby in them out there working out on the beach, Mm -hmm. and that's where you see a circle of influence, man. Like if somebody could touch Gucci life, look how many
2: lives Gucci could touch. touch. He can touch so many other. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so that's what it's all about. All right. Well,
3: that go ahead. That'll go ahead and segue us into our next segment. We have here on the podcast. It's called the Um Factor, where we give you a topic to talk about for thirty seconds with no pauses, no stops, or others. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So the topic for today is everything you know about balancing being a husband and being in this industry. Okay. All right. L you got the timer ready?
2: I got the timer ready. Beethoven, are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Everything about balancing a family, being in the music business is all about, you know, you had to give and take, you know what I mean? You have to really balance. 20 seconds. Your time out now. I gotta get. I got two kids. I got a son that's twelve. I got a daughter that's nine. They both need attention. My son loves to play basketball. He loves to do music. Now my little girl, she's in cheerleading and tumbling. So you know I gotta split my time between her. Now my son is like my baby still, but still my one. Dang, it's already gone. I could have kept going. I could have that's that. I need an hour for that. A lot of people be failing though. Oh no, no. Okay. You start talking about the kids though. I ain't got to the. Yeah, I ain't got to the. Wife yet so. Good. I forgot we had a out, had a podcast earlier today. Got failed. Yeah. 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 Oh, for real? Yeah, he yeah. okay. didn't do it. Early too. He didn't do it. Okay. What's some of the funniest things you hear from your wife? Because I know us. Well, she, man, she's a joke. we joke all the time and then she go with me on the road a whole lot. So mm. we make fun of all the rappers that I work with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just all type of stuff. You know, one thing we thought about asking you was because you didn't.
0: You didn't see the craziest chains over the year. We thought about asking about some of the crazy chains you've seen over the
2: years. Man. Gucci probably, you know, he take the cake. Gucci <laughs> always take the cake. Like when he first did the bar Simpson, like all those chains was done in my mom. You know, the the guy that made them brought them to my mom's house in the basement. You know, I'll sit there and watch Gucci like and Gucci buying all type of crazy chains. Well, what was the one you saw? You like, oh hell no. <laughs> the, the big dinner plate, the one that it was a big, big old circle with so icy in it. Oh, I'm like, bro, where you gonna wear that to? It was like it was bigger than the steering wheel. Y'all remember that one? Nah, nah, nah I man. Ain't it's seen a big, that one. It was a big old circle and it had so y'all gotta go back. It was a again. spinner chain? No, nah, it wasn't spinner nah. chain. It was just a big, he had it in the bricks video. It's just stupid, dumb, big <laughs> Yeah.
0: All right, man. So. <clears throat> one thing we wanted to ask you about, man, is kind of a recent development, I was saying the last two years, is you're touring internationally as a mm-hmm. DJ, right? Mm-hmm. So we were hoping you could talk about that a little bit. Um, how's the experience been? How'd you get started?
2: Uh, I started being a DJ. And first of all, I said I'd never be a DJ. I'm like, man, I'm not no DJ. I'm a producer. You know what I mean? I don't do that. So I was like, I wasn't going to do that till they start saying Jose. The club said they want to pay you 15000 you know, 20000 to come DJ. If you know for an hour and all you got to do is kind of play your you know, your own song and your set. I was like, oh, well, let me learn how to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I quickly yeah. changed that. Yeah. So, and I looked at it as in, okay, this is another way to kind of brand me. It, it gets me out of town. It gives me, you know, something else to do. And I remember my first my first gig was in uh, it was overseas. And it was in Vancouver. Mm. Now I barely know what I'm doing, so I was bringing me a DJ, a real DJ, with me. So you know he kind of help out, and I can just kind of get on the mic and ha- hype the crowd out. He couldn't make it, so I'm out there by myself, and I'm like, man, bro, I'm finna I'm finna mess up these folks, and they crazy about me too. They like before I even started. Like, Zaytoven, Zaytoven. And the dude introduced me so good. We got the legend. says, Man, I was so scared to touch the thing. I'm like, boy. I'm finna. And I messed up a few times that night, but it was so crazy that they didn't even notice. Yeah. They just so I could mess up and hit the wrong button to turn the song off to song too quick. And they just like, yeah, mm-hmm. Zaytoven. <laughs> so it gave, that alone gave me the confidence to be like, you know what? I can't do no wrong. To these people, you know what I mean. For them, they don't—they just love the fact that I'm Zaytoven and everything I did. They don't care how good of a DJ I am. Yeah. So I got confidence. The next day I did Vegas. After that, man, I've been doing it. I did so many DJ shows. Don't make no sense now.
0: As a fan of Zaytoven, one thing I really enjoyed about it was the content that came with it. Oh yeah. Y'all all all overseas. Y'all all all in other people's studio. You and Cassius, You know, it was Mm -hmm. just
2: dope to look at, man, see brothers overseas, brothers with passports. And they love you to. I went to Paris That I ain't never seen nobody love me more than Paris did. <laughs> no, for real. Them folks love me to death in Paris.
0: Trapped Why? in every language. Why?
2: So I'm like, I'm like, how how do y'all even know? They brought out a mixtape with, it was an old mixtape with me, like when I first started with me with a chef hat on. It was an old mixtape. I'm like, man, where y'all get this from? Yeah. Like They really was crazy about me. Mm. So what's the DJ schedule looking like now? I mean, I've been doing a lot, man. It's, it's so much that I have to take a break. Now I can't even do all the ones I want to do. Because I am a family, man. I still, you know, I, I want to be a good father and husband, you know, before the music. Mm-hmm. You know, producing, I can do that at home. I can make beats at home and do music. This being on the road, it takes a lot of time, man. My son is like a basketball star. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch him hit six game win I, like, I mean, like, in the closing seconds. Hit three pointers at you know to win the game and close the second. These are moments I can't continue to miss. I yeah. You know, what, yeah, I mean? you know yeah, what I mean? So, sucks. so like these are things that I really, really care about. Like my daughter is my baby, so she want me to be at this. They don't want you know. She's super smart. She went in a spelling bee and all type of stuff. Mm. And when you can't be there a lot, it's like this DJ stuff like that it they don't it don't be worth it. Yeah. You know, after you make so much money doing this stuff, it's like I can pick and choose now. I go do this when I go do that one. And I'm gonna sit out these because I don't you know. Yeah. So it's just a balance.
1: What's uh, what's your what's your social media habits like? How often you pick up your phone and you know scroll through social media stuff like that?
2: <sighs> uh, it's all about when I feel like it, man. It's like sometimes you'll see me post, you know, for a week straight. Then other times it might be like, man, they ain't posted nothing in three weeks to a month. But what about just you as a user scrolling, <laughs> just just, look, just watching? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, of course you do it every day. You know, it's like and I don't never watch TV. Mm-hmm. So this is like, you know, me watching TV now. And I do it for a little while, but I'm not just indulged in it like that. Mm-hmm.
0: When it comes to practicing your craft and making beats every day, what are you looking for? You, you know, you're such an advanced musician, first of all, and then as a beat maker, like, how are you looking to get better? What things are you thinking about um, every day when you're cooking up?
2: Oh, uh, I just, nowadays, it's, it's so many new sounds that then came in and new plugins and stuff, so... I just use that to help me you know, kind of reinvent myself. It's like, there's so much stuff out there now that I just start playing with new sounds. But even me playing with new sounds, I still always add the Zaytoven sound to it. I still use probably the same Zaytoven drum kit. I still always add flutes and violins that come from my old equipment. So you can still say like, okay, that's Zaytoven music right there.
3: Now, what kind of, I'm always curious to see what kind of music are our guests listening to that people wouldn't normally get expect open to be listening to?
2: Well, I listen to more gospel music than I listen to anything. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what you wouldn't expect me to listen to is I listen to quartet gospel music a lot of times. That's like the real old country. Yeah. You know what I mean? They do the hymns. Yeah, the, yeah, not even really hymns. It's just, they just, you know, it's real, real old school. So, you know, uh, I'm st- I still listen to that a whole oh, well, lot. I, 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 well, I, you know,
0: one one thing that comes to mind, I saw that um, the history of hip hop and they were talking about those old gospel quartets. And those guys, a lot of those guys are like the early rappers.
2: <laughs> That's what it is. Like my music still stems from that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a certain pocket that they drive in. It's like, you know what I mean? I'd be making that music without even thinking about it. Like, I still, you know, use some of that stuff.
0: Mm. Well, and you've established a sound in such a way where even 20 years from now, I'm going to be reminded of Zeethoven just simply by how somebody has to put a certain style in that mm-hmm. music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's the key. So, um, we usually ask people about their social media situation. Everybody knows Zaytoven, but where can we find you on social media?
2: You can find Zaytoven social media. Zaytoven Beats, that's Z A Y T O V E N B T B E A T Z. That's on uh, Instagram, that's Facebook, that's Snapchat, that's Twitter. That's all the above. You still use your Snapchat? Man, no. Um, Snapchat's dead. Yeah, it's like, I, I never really got into it, but now I really don't <laughs> never use it. Yeah, I missed the
0: wave too. Yeah, yeah, I'm you I, you, I know about like Fall of 16, you was doing you was doing Snapchat Heavy.
2: Yeah, I yeah, because that it was like the thing to do at the point. I was like, okay, let me start doing this because this is mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Then when Instagram had the little story start. It, it was game it. over. Yeah, it was game over. Because all my followers is on on you know Instagram mm-hmm. already. too much work to do both of them.
0: Yeah. So we got movies, we got soundtracks, we got indie to major label deals. It yeah. seems like you're conquering every challenge any producer could face. What's next?
2: Uh that's I don't know. I mean, I, I did a book too. I did a book called From A to Zay. So uh I mean I'm just working, man, and just God always brings something new to the table that I you know I didn't expect. You Thanks. know I got a uh some mentor program I'm doing, I think it was me and Nipsey Hustle mm. doing, you yeah. know what I mean? Just you know, just new stuff, man. It's always just something new that I never thought I'd be doing that, you know, that's coming to the table. Like even me doing the rap game, you know, on TV. I didn't, you know, that ain't, I wouldn't never thought, you know, I'd be doing that. But, and that's what keeps me excited. That's what keeps me hungry. It's like, I'm, I don't know what tomorrow going to bring. I just know I got to go hard. So, whatever comes, I'll be prepared. You know, I'll be ready to do it. Can you ever <laughs> see, expect
3: a Zaytovin barbershop in Atlanta?
2: Oh, definitely. Well, it's it's really one already. You got first class barbershop in mm-hmm. Stonecrest Mall, okay. where I used to cut at. Okay. You know what I mean? You so, still cut? Uh, At the house. I got a chair at the house. I still got to cut my, my pops, my dad, and, 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 uh, I mean, my dad and my brothers and my son here, so. How much a Zay cut cost? How much are you charging, man? Well, I don't, I don't get to charge him, but if you do come get a Zay cut, it's going to be about, you know, at least $100. <laughs> With the crispy line-up. Crispy line Yeah, $100 line-up. $100 line-up. Line yeah.
0: Hey, Zay, I don't know if you knew this, man, but you are our 20th episode. Of the new iteration,
2: is that right? 20th yeah. episode. Hey out. man, congrats! That's a
0: celebration. That's what's up. Let's celebrate. And that we is. thought it was just fitting, man, because you know you really are one of the Godfathers of trap music, and a lot of what we do has has come after the groundwork that you've laid. So we just want to say thank That's you big. for that, brother. Always. Thanks,
1: thanks, thanks. And have you started working on the next album yet? uh Thought about it at least. Beast mode.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. We can't let you get out of here without talking yeah, about it. Yeah. Too. Well, we can't. It's like it's, it's you know, it's top secret right oh, now. Man, you been telling me
1: that for like two years. I know right?
2: it's top secret because that's what makes it special. It's like yeah. you're not knowing, like you know, it's you know, you know it's coming, and that that makes it special to me. That because out of all the projects I ever done, that's the most talked about project. Everybody always, what's up with Beast Mode, Beach, Mo? Beach, Mo, yeah. Beach Mo. yeah. And now that I put out my album and the songs I got with Future on it. Now they like, hey, bro, we need it. We need Beast yeah. Mode. So, I thought that Morilla really was going to be on Beast Mode 2. It. Well, that's why I took it. it. I said, man, Beast Mode 2 ain't out. I'm going to use this on my album.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it's going to
3: drop yeah, it like yeah. a Tuesday at like 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> ain't gonna uh, know, you ain't going to know. Dang, what happened? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Oh, definitely appreciate you, man.
0: I appreciate definitely. it, man. Another appreciate
1: dope it. episode of the Producer Grind Podcast.
0: Salute. Thank you. Signing out. out.